Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Karen Krauss, the executive director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. She's been involved since the founding year in 1995, and Karen became the executive director in 2002. Today, Karen is here to discuss the 21st annual Furball coming up on May 4th of this year. That is a Saturday at 6 p.m. in the Portland Art Museum, and she'll also tell us a bit more about her organization in general. Welcome, Karen. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you. I'm really happy to be here today. Absolutely. So let's learn a bit about this FCCO organization and who you serve. Could you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, so the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon is probably best known for helping feral and stray cats. And for your listeners who wonder what the difference might be, a feral cat is an untamed or fearful, really scared cat. And um, we helped feral and stray cats exclusively for, oh, uh, roughly 20 years and introduced um, services to help pet cats just a couple of years ago. So today, our organization is a spay-neuter program for any cat who needs our services. We provide donation-based, meaning we don't have a charge or a fee to help feral and stray cats. And that's because we know that people in the community are nice enough to put a bowl of food out and try to help the kitties And they didn't ask for that responsibility, and they may not have the funds to get them spayed or neutered. So we exist, and we're supported by events like our furball that we'll talk about um, in order to be able to provide these services at no fee. We do ask for a suggested donation of $30 per cat. That does include the spay or neuter, the vaccinations. We'll give rabies and distemper vaccines. We'll flea treat the cats as well. We'll clean out ears and ear mite treat um, if they need it. We do all of that for that suggested donation of $30. But if people can't afford that, that's okay. It's not a fee. You can bring your cats in and whatever you can give is, is perfectly fine with us. For the pet cats, it is a sliding scale. It is a fee-based service. If people are on public assistance, it can be as affordable as $15 for um, a spay or neuter. And our most expensive surgery is $60. So if you, if you are not on public assistance and you don't have a low income but you need an affordable option, we can help you out as well. And then we also have additional services that are low-cost fees if you wanted additional vaccines or dewormer or flea treatment. Um, it, that's all on a fee schedule. Okay. And this is Karen joining us from the uh, – you can check out their website, feralcats.com from the FCCO. And uh, I'm curious, and I think other people probably are as well, is what the difference is between you guys and – uh, you know, a, a veterinary clinic. Um, is there a difference? Can you kind of explain that? 
No, it's a, it's a very good um, question. We get that asked a lot. Um, we are a specialized clinic. We do spaying and neutering. We have high-speed, high-quality, trained veterinarians who can do surgeries very quickly and safely and are trained in the latest national procedures for that surgery. And we do not provide full medical services here. So while we can give those, you know, vaccines and flea treatment and things like that, um, we're not here. We don't do blood work or x-rays or have veterinarians on staff for just general medicine. Okay. An important distinction, I thought. Um, but cool. Yeah. Thanks for making that. And how did you get involved? I know you, you said you've been involved uh, since the founding year in 1995, and you've been the executive director since 2002. I imagine that people who are employees and um, are working for this cause are pretty passionate about cats and um, maybe in particular uh, stray cats in the community. And yeah, I'm just kind of curious, how, how did you get involved in this kind of uh, purposeful uh, effort for, uh, for these cats? I am a, a believer in spaying and neutering, and I volunteered in the 1990s for a animal shelter that was not in the Portland metro area and saw on their statistics that um, feral cats were euthanized. And I didn't realize that there were options or services that could be provided for them because they really are scared animals, right? And you can't just pick them up. You can't put them in a carrier. So for a long time, you know, people really didn't know how to best help them. And I saw on the news um, that this feral cat program had just been started and that they were offering what's known as trap neuter return. And so Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon provides live traps and teaches people how to use those live traps to safely capture feral cats. And then we provide these services at, at no cost. And then the cats can go back to where they're being fed without the threat of having additional mouths to feed. And I signed up to volunteer the very next month that they had a clinic. I, it just really inspired me to see that there was something that could be done and that this was a community-wide service. It just it excited me then, and it inspires me today. Mm-hmm. And can you kind of go into the importance of spaying and, and neutering um, for our typical listener at home who might not uh, think twice about it? I mean, of course, maybe you know they're encouraged, I think, when they buy a a cat, or maybe you can even speak to that expertise of uh, getting it spayed or neutered as a pet, but also just for the uh, for the stray cats as well, and just kind of what the importance is behind that. Yeah, you know, I like to say that our program is great if you love cats because we are all about helping them and improving their lives and our community. And if you really are not a cat fan, we're the perfect program for you as well because we are reducing the number of cats in our community in a very um, healthy and compassionate way. So um, for everyone listening, you don't need to be um, a cat lover necessarily to help us make a difference. Um, but what, when we spare neuter a cat, what's really great is that it, it reduces the number of homeless cats living in our community. And what it does is it's preventing future unwanted litters, right? So when we, you're putting a bowl of food out and one, you know, maybe it's a female cat and she brings you a litter of kittens a few weeks later, you went from feeding a cat to feeding five cats. And we can help you get all of them spayed or neutered in one appointment. 
So um, it's a very efficient way to just stop that breeding cycle, stop future unwanted homeless kittens. But another really key thing, especially in neighborhoods where the number one complaint about stray cats often is cat fights, kind of the cats caterwauling, the noise that they make, um, spraying, all of that is greatly reduced when the animals are neutered because all those behaviors are related to breeding. So when you, re- when you spay or neuter them, you can really reduce or eliminate what people often think of as, as nuisance behaviors. And it, of course, improves the cat's life because once they're not in the continual breeding cycle, they're much healthier. So it's really a win-win-win. Mm-hmm. Joining us this time on Metroscope is Karen Krauss. She is the executive director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon, or FCCO. Uh, their website, www.feralcats.com, F-E-R-A-L-Cats.com. You can reach them on their telephone number, 503-797-2606. Uh, there's also a Donate Now tab on the website if you're interested in doing that. They're on social media as well. And an email, info at feralcats.com. And Karen is joining us. And I I, I kind of want to localize this if we can. I know you guys uh, service uh, mostly cats in Oregon and southwest Washington. Is that correct? Can you talk to us a bit about the type of cats that you see and, and um, what the area that they're from? Um, so with Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon in our title, we make it really clear to everybody listening up in Washington that you are not excluded. Um, absolutely, our services are available to anybody who really can get to our facility, which is in southwest Portland. We, um, in the past year, helped cats from 22 different counties in Washington and Oregon. And they come as far as you know, Southern Oregon along the coast and uh, over to Pendleton and everything in between. So if you need an affordable spay or neuter for the cats that are either your pet cats or the cats that you're feeding outdoors, really, we want to hear from you. And if you know of somebody who's feeding cats or has cats who could really benefit, springtime is the perfect time before cats go into their um, spring breeding season. Now's the time. And the number one way people hear about us is word of mouth. So everybody can play a role in in helping out the cats and your community. Okay. And again, this is Karen Krause, the executive director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. And they're located in southwest Portland. How do people uh, make an appointment? Is it online or can they call you or any of the above? You know, it's really, we can do it either way. If you go to our website and you fill out a form, then we'll have your information and the appointment scheduling is is much quicker. But if that's not your thing, you can also call us. We're going to walk you through that same thing while we're on the phone with you. We want to make sure you get into the right program, that we're not, you know, having a pet cat go through the feral cat program or vice versa. Um, and, and so we can do that over the phone or you can submit it through our website. Either one works perfectly fine. Okay. And how are your services different from other programs in the area? So the thing that makes us really unique is that we are experts at helping people reach feral and stray cats, the cats that you really can't handle. Um, So we've got live traps. We've got over 200 of them in the Portland metro area, and we teach people on a daily basis how to use those traps and how to successfully capture the cats that they're feeding. Um, For just a donation, you can bring those um, cats into our program. I'm sorry, just uh, a deposit on the traps, and... um, and you can borrow them from us. So most other organizations 
do not provide that service. Um, in addition to that, we have um, the ability to help all of the cats that you're feeding. So let's just say that there's a vet hospital which might be able to help you spay or neuter um, your feral cat. Um, keep in mind, not all vet hospitals do see feral animals, so it's, it's good to call them ahead of time if, um, if that's something you wanted to pursue. But often they're not going to have the capacity to, to do multiple. So, for instance, last year we had um, a really large colony come over. from, And a colony is the term for when the cats um, are congregated together. Um, so, you know, like um, instead of a herd, it would be a colony. But we had a, um, a colony of cats come from central Oregon, and um, they had 100 cats. And they were able to bring them here um, and get them all done. And so our... Our ability to help a very um, help individuals feeding one or two cats to feeding many cats, um, and we want to make sure that people don't feel um, shamed in any way because we understand, and this would be great for the community to know as well, is that cats can start having kittens when they're as young as five months of age. So that for a lot of people, our kittens can have kittens, and in addition to that, in our climate, females can have three litters of kittens. And so it doesn't take long. You could be feeding a cat in the springtime, and if you didn't spay or neuter, you could find yourself feeding 16 to 20 cats by the end of the year. And it happens really quickly. And if you think, well, I can't really catch them, or, you know, time got away from me, you know what, give us a call. We are here to help, and we totally understand how how life can get in the way sometimes. So um, what really sets us apart is that ability to really um, help those cats that, that really can't go somewhere else for care. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I appreciate that insight. And you'd mentioned a stat there. Um, I already forgot it, but you'd mentioned a stat there about uh, cats coming from Central Oregon. Uh, I think you said like yeah. 100 cats. Is there? Do you have a, a number or numbers like that off the top of your head? Because I think that that's really telling and relatable to people who are, uh, you know, listening, listening, who are listening and living in our area. Um, as far as the services that benefit uh, a the cats and b how it affects our community and the cats in our community, and I guess you could say to a degree just living conditions in general of not having cats, stray cats walking around neighborhoods. Can you kind of reflect on how exactly your services impact our community locally and um, whether it's, you know, whether it's listing uh, numbers of cats rescued for being spayed or being neutered, uh, et cetera? Well, a couple of key things come to mind. One of them is that we help about 6,000 cats per year. And this year, we will celebrate our 100,000th surgery. And what that means is just a phenomenal number of kittens that are not being born and potentially living on our streets. What that means is that this is a community that cares about their animals and is willing to step up and help them to live a healthier life and to prevent animals from living on our streets that don't need to be living there. So it, it really is an impressive milestone that occurred because Portland has a compassion for making our, our city not only livable for us, but for the animals that share it with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. And then how are you guys funded? I know I, I was looking on the uh, website uh, that you guys have, feralcats.com, feralcats.com. There's a, a services tab. There's a donation tab. There's a calendar. Um, 
there are, you know, uh, there's a section to learn about pricing and how to make appointments, how to volunteer, et cetera. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious about that. How are you guys funded? You know, we're, we're fortunate, again, with being able to help as many cats as we have been able to help is because the community supports us. And financially, we are supported vast majorities by individuals who make a contribution. So some of it comes from folks utilizing our services, but we also have grants. We'll submit grants. We have fundraising events. We have other activities. We were in the Willamette Week Give Guide, which is another great way for people to give at the end of the year. Um, We have right now, uh, February is Spay-Neuter Awareness Month and World Spay Day is the last Tuesday of the month, so that's February 26th, and two really good reasons to raise awareness about spaying and neutering. And so um, it's also the month of love, so we've combined it all together, and we have a thing called the Giving Grid that's on our website where you can actually buy a little paw print heart for your sweetheart or whoever you'd like to recognize. And you can even you put that paw print on this wall with the donation. They can get an email. It's just a super sweet way to recognize those that you love and help the cats in our community. So that does help fund um, our Spay-Neuter Aware- Awareness Month services. Um, so in February, we call it Free Brewery. Um, we're offering those feral and stray services for free to encourage people to really bring their cats in before spring breeding season. So the Giving Grid is one um, really great way that people can give now, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. Um, And then we have an annual fundraiser, which is in May. This year it's on May 4th. The um, event is the Furball. So this is our 21st annual Furball. And each year we have a different theme. And this year the theme is Catterday Night Fever. (laughs) So it's going to be a really fun disco party. Are the cats going to be all dressed up in tuxedos? The cats aren't, but the people, the cool cats who are attending are going to be dressed up. Ah. Yeah, we definitely have a reputation for throwing an event where the guests are part of the event. They are dressing in theme. People really enjoy it. And so this year it'll be a disco party. So there'll be disco dresses and I'm sure some leisure suits and a few white suits, I imagine, as well. Um, it should be, it'll be really fun. Again, every year that theme changes, and um, we're looking to have um, a very successful event. This, this is our biggest annual fundraiser. It's an auction. We'll have live auction, silent auction, raffles, games, dancing, wonderful food, specialty cocktails, uh, photo booths, all, all to raise funds to spay and neuter cats in our community. Awesome. And this does seem like a fun event. I was reading about it on the website. So almost 100 packages, including art, getaways, and awesome items for cats. So if you're, whether you're a cat person or not, this is kind of up your alley. Also food and special drinks and disco dancing. Um, Tell us a bit more about this as it's been going on for two decades now, as this will be the 21st annual Furball. So uh, I imagine it's had some success in years past if it's going this long and people have kind of enjoyed themselves. What should uh, someone who attends this event expect? 
Um, you know, it's different than a lot of events that are really structured where there's a silent auction and then people get seated for dinner and then there's a live auction. We really like to throw um, an event that people enjoy attending and that they want to come back. So we have a lot of repeat guests, and almost every year this event sells out. So if you're looking it up and you're interested, be sure to get your tickets because this is an event that does sell out. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a big fun cocktail party. The food, drinks, auction items are all going on at the same time. Um, so you can chat with your friends, look at items, support the cats. We have a wall of wine. You can um, get wonderful bottles of wine from that. Often we'll have a game or other activity going on. So it's really social, fun, moving. Um, then we get everyone seated. We do a great dessert auction. And this year, we're going to have some 1970s-inspired items on that dessert auction as well. And um, amazing auction packages um, on our live auction. And then some fun dancing with some dance instructors at the end. So it, it moves quickly. It's intended to. It's intended to be fun, but also importantly, a good fundraiser. Okay. And the event starts at 6 o'clock on May 4th of this year. That's a Saturday coming up in just a couple months. Um, and so how do people how do people get tickets? You can get tickets on our website at feralcats.com. That's probably the easiest way. Um, we will have a Facebook event going up in March, so you can follow it there as well. Um, by the way, on our Facebook page, we Every clinic, we pick a, a special cat from that clinic. They become our cat of the day. So when you follow us on Facebook, you can get a really beautiful photo of a kitty who was in our clinic along with their story. And it really does take the 6,000 that we do a year or the almost 100,000 overall and really brings it down to that individual animal and shows you what we're doing and the impact we're having and and how wonderful the people are who are looking after these cats as well. So um, it's just a great way to be part of what we're doing on a daily basis. Awesome. So get your tickets to the Fur Ball on May 4th, 2019. It's at the Portland Art Museum, 6 o'clock. There will be some disco dancing, food, specialty cocktails, uh, and auctions there as well. What else are you guys working on? So we have about a, a minute or two here to kind of wrap this up. What else is the FCCO working on these days? We're going to be having a raffle that starts when we reach our 97,000th cat. We're doing a big countdown to reach our big 100,000th milestone, which will happen in late August or September of this year. So every cat that comes in once from 97 to 100,000 will be entered into a raffle. And, and so if you bring in multiple cats, each cat counts. You get a raffle ticket for each cat. And the prize will be $1,389. And that seems like a random number. And once you know why, it will make it a little more fun. But we have a really sweet equation of what happens when cats multiply. And it's exponential growth. So it's on our website. We, our T-shirts have this great equation on it as well. So it's one cat having a litter of four. That's it. That litter of four, having the, each one of them having a litter of four, and et cetera, over 10 years. And that total comes out to that 1.3 million number. And so we've converted that. We've dropped a few zeros. Sorry, we can't give 1.3 <laughs> million away. But we're gonna I think it's understandable. It 
right, right. We're, so we'll bring it down to the um, 1300 number. And um, it's a heck of a great prize, and it's a wonderful incentive to encourage people to spay and neuter and to get involved in making our community better for people, neighborhoods, and cats. Awesome, Karen. Well, we appreciate the work that you guys do. And I guess I would say, finally, how do people uh, get involved if they want to volunteer or simply uh, donate to the cause that you guys have going? Yeah, volunteers are really critical to what we do. They volunteer in our clinics, at our front desk. They help us check in cats, check them out, help us with development, outreach, building cat shelters, bagging cat food. Um, Volunteers are really key to what we do. So you can um, volunteer on our website as well. There will be a tab for volunteering. If you want to donate, um, again, we're supported solely by donations, and your support goes to helping cats in our community and those folks who can't afford to otherwise do it, and it just really benefits all of us. So um, you can also donate on our website It's very easy at feralcats.com. You can also give us a call, 503-797-2606, and we'll be happy to answer any of your questions as well. Awesome. Karen Krauss, Executive Director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon, the Executive Director since 2002. Thanks for the work that you guys do, and uh, that sounds really fun out there at the Portland Art Museum uh, on May 4th for the Furball, and good luck with that event, and good luck with everything uh, leading up to that event, and thanks for being here on Metroscope. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate this opportunity. We were talking today with Karen Krauss, the executive director of the Feral Cat Coalition of Oregon. Metroscope is an Intercom Portland public affairs program. I'm Preston Highfield. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend.